Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to Late Night Football. Welcome to a late night episode of Late Night Football. If you're watching this in North America, of course, if you're watching it in any other part of the world, it might be early morning or whatever that is. But I mean, you know, uh, we're here. Uh, and obviously, we've this, we you know, two things that we do at Late Night Football is we generally wait for things to be official before we comment on them. So we waited uh, for Ralph Rangnick to be appointed, and it's official now. And so we're doing this. And then the second, obviously, is we're the last people to do it. So yeah, to talk about it. So we are the last ones to do to do this video. But uh, you know, if you've been if you have been living in the rock and you don't know, but uh, Ralph Ragnick is the new Manchester United manager, interim appointment for six months uh, with a two-year consultancy option. And we'll talk about that. Uh, and joining us, and in the spirit of Ralph Ragnick joining and perhaps giving fringe people a chance, we've also decided to move away from the regular suspects and give some of our uh, beating people a chance. I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. But uh, it's very great to have uh, Mike back on the show. Mike, welcome once again. Hello. Uh, Hi. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to have you. And we also have Farhan joining us. Uh, Farhan, uh, first appearance since Farhan. on the show since when was the last time you appeared? You lost the, the, the final of the of the competition since then, first time. <laughs> uh, we, we, let's think more positive, please. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're going to stay positive. So uh, we're going we're gonna to get into it, right into it. Uh, Ralph Ragnick joining. And I know, Mike, since you're a bit of a time coach, we'll start with you. Um, thoughts on, on the new manager, Manchester United? Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited and I'm curious. Um, the more I read about him, I mean, certainly, you know, I started hearing his name a few weeks ago. Um, and I knew a bit about him already, you know, as an influence on like Klopp and, and Tuchel and, and others. Um, so um, I think, you know, uh, as I've been reading, and I think I kind of agree, this is something that United seems to be actually getting right this time around. And I was actually reading today um, in The Guardian that United had actually been looking at, at Ron possibly in 2019. Uh, they went to kind of talk to him about what he what he was doing. I think that time was he at um, Leipzig. It was a Leipzig, Leipzig I think, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and he heard rumors, so to speak, that an, an unnamed club was considering him. And I, you know, I think obviously that's around the time uh, all the uh, was uh, was starting. Mm -hmm. So it's um, it's interesting that he's kind of been on the radar for a while. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm curious and. Um, I'm actually kind of excited because I think he's going to do what um, many have been hoping would happen at United for a while. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, the more I think about it, I think this may finally be, and, and you know, not to, uh, not to diss Ferguson, but I think this may finally be a kind of proper break with the, you know, the kind of Ferguson era. And I think, you know, Solskjaer in particular and, and, you know, I loved him and, and I'm sad it, it didn't work out, but I think the whole kind of attachment to the past and trying to recapture the past was maybe holding things back a little bit. Um, and I think Ronnick is, uh, represents a, a clear shift. Yeah. Um, and he'll kind of modernize the team. And then, you know, mm -hmm. if he stays on as a, as a consultant, there's a real opportunity to kind of also modernize the club. I think Solskjaer did a lot of great work behind the scenes. And I think Ronnick can just kind of, take it the next step but yeah i'm excited um and i don't know if we're going to get into certain players but yeah we will we will, we will know, definitely I've, get I've into been, it but yeah, we'll see i've been saying some of these players need a 
swift kick up yeah. the you know the maybe, maybe so. we'll, we'll get into that sooner than i thought yeah. we would we'll get into it but uh, before that forhan um i think michael makes a good point here about uh, obviously you know breaking away from you know ferguson dna and united dna and all of that um it's it's a, it's a very logical appointment and that's probably what scares people is that united don't do logical appointments do they yeah. it seems it feels very logical uh what, what do you think yeah no it's it, when exactly as you put to hear to hear you know my united do a sensible thing was just like is this my is this a club i support like are they doing the right thing this is strange mm-hmm. and um yeah as I, a lot of the things michael said i i i share the same sentiments um this club you know um lacks structure not from you know from a tactical standpoint only but structure up top in terms of recruitment and so on and so forth so um mm-hmm. it, it, it's nice to see ralph ragnick's um you know someone with uh an extensive background in creating structures all around G- um germany for you know uh rb leisberg and leisberg and 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 seeing the 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 work that's done there so um it's 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 almost surreal but i'm i'm ecstatic mm-hmm. curious to see you know what comes next and i think um you know the two year consultancy is yeah. just as important uh, just as important as the um the six month mm-hmm. appointment um that he's he's going to be with us yeah i think that two year consultancy is probably a bigger deal than the six month interim because i think this is uh basically for him to assess the squad and then decide who the next manager is going to be and i think that would be a key appointment uh which we're not that far yet uh what will be interesting is is how much power he gets in that consultancy role because mm. i mean woodward is still there having his farewell tour or whatever that he's doing nobody knows why he's still at the club <laughs> you know whatever apparently like- he wants to stay on um but the i but you know i mean john murta apparently doesn't want to be involved with footballing side so he wants to have people mm. who do that so i mean there's all kinds of rumors i always take all of those with with a pinch of salt because you know everybody because i mean there's already probably some pr spin happening in the background about giving credit uh you know to, to the united people they look what we've done uh you know we don't know maybe there was a plan i don't think there was any plan at all so it'll be interesting i mean <laughs> no <laughs> there wasn't i mean it's interesting you know you mentioned to 2019 michael actually back then i was thinking as well that ralph rangnick would be a good appointment um mm. and obviously all i did what he did and you could not uh, not give him the job at that point so they gave him the job but mm-hmm. I had felt at that time that maybe this would be a good appointment, and uh, maybe it is. Uh, we'll we'll talk about players because I think that's something that you want to talk about. There's other things as well that we need to talk about, but we'll we'll go to the players because uh, you know again, uh, <laughs> we want to get your opinion before you leave. Uh, you know, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's also rumors about Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, and and you know when what mm. happened with him over the weekend. Um, you know, there's one thing, Mike, that I felt was that over the last six months, I think some of the players got comfortable in their positions. I think some mm. of them felt like they were going to start no matter what. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe in my opinion, but I just want to get—is that something that the players were feeling? That you felt that this was happening, where the players were thinking, you know, what we're going to play, and now some of them are probably, you know, nervously looking over their shoulders, um, wondering what's going to happen. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, in talking with uh, you know others about what was going on, um, there just seemed to be something kind of mentally with the team, like uh, attitude or otherwise. Yeah, maybe some players got comfortable. Uh, in their position, uh, you know, and and I've obviously been reading, you know, rumors about um, discontent in the dressing room that you know Solskjaer was favoring certain players and and not giving players any time, and um, you know, and and as some pundits have been saying, I mean, Fernandez has not been good for a while, you know, um, and we saw him dropped in the the Champions League match, 
um, then came on and, and made a difference, obviously, in, in the second half. Um, yeah, I think, um, I mean, you know, a lot of people were partly kind of up in arms that uh, Carrick dropped Ronaldo for the, the Chelsea match, but, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of made the right choice, yeah. you know, and, and I think maybe um, I could see that's kind of one place where, where Solskjaer maybe wasn't ruthless enough at, at times. And I wonder if, you know, wronged it coming in, um, like you said, you know, the players now have to adapt to a new regime um, and, and Rongnick is kind of coming in cold, so to speak. So, you know, no favorites in a way. I mean, obviously I'm sure he's making himself, you know, familiar with the team, but yeah. And apparently he's been given access to training videos and that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, I do wonder if, you know, it just, um, I mean, you know, not that, that Solskjaer was, you know, a great manager, but he didn't overnight turn into a bad manager. You know, so something happened, um, I think, uh, with the attitude of the mentality in the team, something happened um, with maybe certain players or with the dynamic. I don't know if you can say Ronaldo kind of, you know, upset, uh, you know, things in a way. Um, I'm still I mean, he's been great and obviously, but I'm, I'm still not entirely convinced we needed him. <laughs> I think I think he kind of played a role in things to an extent, not on purpose, obviously. Um, but yeah. I think, uh, you know, it might be time for some players, you know, to have their place threatened, so to speak. And I've seen people like Paul Scholes and, and others, you know, kind of say there's no fear in that team. There's no fear of losing your place. There's no fear if you have a bad game, then you're out for the next, like, you know, three weeks. Um, and, and, you know, I think maybe, uh, you know, a shift in, in attitude is going to probably um, probably do a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one more question for you, and we'll come to that, but I'll start off with Farhan first. I mean, I don't want to go into individual players straight away, because I know that's what we want to do, so we want to go into players. Um, the, there's, a, there's actually a very interesting stat, I don't know if you guys have seen, but apparently in this 2018-2019 season, if you look at RB Leipzig, they had some physical stats, and they were not only first, second, third in all of them, like interceptions, mm-hmm. anticipations, tackles, running, and then you look at United this season, it's all like 18, mm-hmm. 17, 20, or whatever. There is a, There was a fitness issue for him, um, you know, with mm-hmm. the team, and now they're going to have a manager who's like pretty much the godfather of Gagan Pessing, as they call him. And he's going to, he's going to make them run. A lot of players are probably going to be feeling the heat uh, for a while uh, about, about, you know, what they're going to have to do now in training and then in games. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's that, that's, that was shocking to see in all honesty. I know which one you're talking about. We ranked last mm-hmm. and I think tackles and uh, yeah. other defenses. Anticipations, stuff. running, uh, you know, interceptions, pretty much any stat that you can think of physically, defensively. Yeah, <laughs> like 19, 20, 17, something like that, all, all bottom of the league. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's funny because I was watching the Chelsea game a bit. Uh, I mean, uh, I was watching the Chelsea game over the weekend and I felt that the team was running a bit more than they mm. um, were used to. And I don't know if that's, a you know, an implementation of Carrick or if it's like Michael touched on um, effort and will that they lacked thereof for, for mm-hmm. Ole. Um, but you can see they were really trying to, to, you know, get out and press. And I think that lasted for about like 20 minutes before they <laughs> gassed. Um, and so it makes you wonder, like, what's the fitness for a lot of these guys? But um, if they're, they're in for a rude awakening, obviously, if, um, um, you know, the, the, the godfather of the gang and press is coming to, to Manchester United. And um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see, like, what, what um what training will look like because i think there's been reports of 
of his training sessions being quite intense. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, there's, there's been talks about, um, you know, he, he considers them almost like games for the most part. So I think this is, this is everything that, and, you know, depending on how you, you know, these last few weeks were for you, you kind of wondered what these guys were doing in training uh, you know, uh, before these games. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, then we come to the players. Now, what's interesting about the players that I find is that if you look at that 11, let's say 15 players, 11 to 15 players that have been playing pretty much consistently, most of them don't fit the system. They really don't fit the Ralph system. I mean, I, I can probably off the top of my head, I can think maybe Varan will fit it. Maybe Bai will fit. Uh, Sancho will obviously fit. Donny will fit. Um, and I think that's about it. I can't think of anybody else who completely seamlessly fits. Now, there are people who might be able to adapt and might be able to get there. I think Bruno and Ronaldo will probably adapt if they have to. They will. I think they will. Uh, the problem is, though, Michael, um, uh, uh, this one, who's that? Varan and Bai will get injured at some point. Um, very soon, <laughs> they don't stay fit. Um, so even if, he, if he, even if he doesn't want Maguire to start, I think that's, that's probably two players. I think Maguire and Ronaldo are probably the ones that people are talking about. Um, you know, I mean, what, what do you do? Do you go with the high line or do you try to adjust your tactics to allow Maguire? Because he can't play a high line. That's just asking for trouble if you play him in a high line. Um, yeah, I, you know, I've been reading this about, like, what's he going to do with Ronaldo? Because uh, you read a lot about how uh, Ron likes young players, hungry players. He's not too keen on, like, stars and older players because he thinks younger players can be taught. They adapt. They're hungry that kind of thing. I mean, I think we, you know, should give Ronaldo some credit for one, just his like willingness to win um, and to want to be in the team. And um, yeah, I mean, he has like the lowest pressing stat of all, like, you know, uh, sort of center forwards in the whole league. So, um, I, and I've read a couple times and I think, you know, in the time that Rognick has, it's, there's going to have to be some compromise, I guess. So he's going to have to find a way to fit his system, but also, you know, kind of compromise a bit. But on the other hand, you know, part of me almost doesn't want him to, you know, come in, do your thing, set the structure, set things up for the next guy who, I don't know, maybe you'll talk about this with Farhand. Could it be Ten Hag? Uh, that's starting to seem more and more like a great appointment, but, you know, that's another discussion. Um, but I almost kind of want him to come in and just like, kind of lay down the law so to speak and players have to fit what he wants and you know I think to some of the players you mentioned I mean I would add I would add Rashford you know I could see Rashford really benefiting from Rangnick um you know Rashford's got the speed he's young he's got the hunger in some ways yeah. but maybe he's, he's kind of drifted a bit in the last yeah. uh, maybe season yeah. so yeah um I imagine you know Rognick will be smart enough to find ways to compromise a bit. But on the other hand, um, you know, even something like Carrick, you know, dropping Fernandez in the Champions League match and then dropping Ronaldo, I wouldn't mind seeing more of that. You know, that, that the team fits the team fits the occasion. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's where we do see more opportunities for, for players like Van de Beek, for example. Um, who can, re who, you know, is supposed to be very good at kind of linking the play from defense to, to attack and moving the ball quickly. And, you know, he got really sidelined by Solskjaer. So, yeah. Yeah, we, we keep talking about Donny van der Beek on every show. <laughs> uh, pretty much sure, consistent yeah. because that's one mis mischievous 
uh, uh, signing a mis- uh, just a mystery. Like, why does Dolly not mm-hmm. play? Or why does he not play? I mean, he didn't play last last week either against Chelsea. Um, but maybe there's well, something. Why wasn't Solskjaer playing? You know, Sancho, a 73 million pound signing, and yeah. he sat him on the bench. Look at him now. The last few games, like yeah, just yeah, yeah it's just so it's a few a, few oddities. It's a it's a weird, but I mean, it it is a bloated squad though. To your point, Mike, I mean, it is a bloated squad. There's a mm. lot of players and a lot of positions that probably will not be here come the end of the summer. And I mean, yeah, yeah you do make a good point about perhaps uh, him deciding the structure and the system and then letting players kind of fit into it. Um, Frank, what do you think? Do you think that do you think that's the good idea of have of, of just him setting the structure and then saying whoever fits in plays and whoever doesn't, you know, you've got to adapt to me? Or does he go, you know what, I'll do a little bit, you do a little bit? Um, you know, what what do you think would work? Yeah, I think you know the 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 worst thing that we didn't have is a structure. And if you look at all the top teams in you know in England specifically, Liverpool, Chelsea, even um, the team we faced last on the weekend. They all have a structure and all the players are interchangeable at any time. So, um, and in, in Manchester United, we don't, we, we don't have that. We, we need that for sure. So if Ragnar comes in and sets that standard, I think uh, more than anything that is important because um, it, it, it allows the next manager to come in and just thrive in, in all honesty. Um, if, if um, you know, we're going through another two to three year rebuild to figure out an identity, as to how we want to play again, it's just going to waste a lot of the prime years of these players that we have because it feels like this is a window of opportunity. You know, you don't sign Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, some of these guys that came in um, in the with the idea that you're going to have a three-year project. It, the window is tight to, to, to do something. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that is the, the, um, the objective of Ragnik to come in and establish a standard for this team in hopes that you know someone else can come in and take over yeah um yeah i'm just i mean one final thing that i have on the players because there's one player we didn't speak about uh you know a certain midfielder goes by the name of paul pogba um you know we've all forgotten about him i think because you know he's injured right now we don't he's injured uh just you know he's injured uh mike what do you see the future for him because uh you know he is right now basically in the last six months of his contract next month he can probably assign with the foreign club if he has to Scott, an mm. agent who obviously likes to talk a lot. Um, know, and mm. I think Oli kind of indulged him quite a bit last season. Got some good results out of it as well, to be fair. But where do you see Van Nek, you know, how do you see him managing the player? Yeah, I mean, uh, is Pogba one of those personalities that Rangnick tends not to be overly fond of in some ways? I mean, I don't know. Um, I frankly don't know what to do with Pogba. I mean, he started the season on fire. And then he just went back to his old self. And now he's in his uh, yearly. That's, the, that's the cycle with Paul Pogba. It's, it's a cycle with Paul Pogba, right? You yeah. start the season Every well, season. then you have a bit of dip, then yeah. you get injured and go away for a while. Then yeah. you come back and you play well again and yeah. make everybody think that, you know, your next season is going to be yeah. great. And then you do the whole thing again. It's just. It's, uh, I mean, you know, I would say like last year when he went, just before he got injured, I think he was proving really crucial to the team and he came back. And I think he really knitted the team together. But, you know, as, as many say, he's, he's so inconsistent. And it's hard because on his day, he's probably easily one of the top three to five, maybe just players yeah. in the world on yeah. his day. He's phenomenal. But so maybe Ronda could be somebody that, um, I don't know, gets a fire under him, so to speak, or finds a way to use him properly and consistently. 
but part of me wonders if um, Pog was almost too much of a personality, so to speak. I mean, I think he, like we know with France, you know, he's a huge leader. He galvanizes that team. Um, I think he's tried at times with uh, with United, but it just doesn't seem to, to really work. Um, so I don't know. It, it's frustrating because you know how good he is and he can't be. So, you know, if Rognick can develop a system that can use Pogba, you know, that would almost be like a free transfer in a way. But, you know, I mean, I've thought about it over the last year, and I don't think I'd be too sad if, if Pogba left even on a free um, I think it would give the team an opportunity to just build in a different way and stop all the worrying, <laughs> you know, and, and, and move on with some younger players and, and, a you know, a different direction. And may, maybe Rodden is going to be the one, you know, if Pog was out for a couple of months, you know, it's going to be an entirely different team when he comes back. Yeah. So where's he going to fit? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, and obviously recruitment, that'll be an interesting point that you made about recruitment, which we'll talk about in a second. But fine. Um, the one thing about Pogba, though, is he's in the last what, four or five months of his contract when he comes back. Um, obviously, Ragnar is going to have him running and pressing and doing all of those things, which is high intensity. You get injured as well. It happens to every player. It, there'll be, I'm sure there'll be quite a few injuries by the time we get into February because uh, the players are not used to mm. it. Do you think Pogba will be, you know what, I don't want to risk an injury right now because in four months, I've got to sign a big contract with a new club. I do not want to get injured. So maybe he'll be like, you know what? It's okay if I don't play a lot. It's okay. I just want to save myself. You know, it, it, it's natural. I'm not, I'm not blaming him for this. I feel like, you know, he's got to look out for his own career. He's got to look out for his his own well-being. And that's and that's totally fair. I, I, I'm not, you know, criticized. It's not a criticism. It's a fact. Uh, you know, he's got the he's got a big contract, obviously, waiting for him at the end of the season. Whether it's with United or whether it's with someone else, he's got a big contract coming uh, one way or another. Uh, do you think he'll be, well, you know what? It's okay. I just want to protect myself um, and not, not do what, you know, maybe not go as intensely and then maybe Ragnar will be like, no, what, I, I don't need that player. Is that, is that a possibility that you see or do you think you'll be like, no, not? it's my place to win and I want to win it. Yeah, it's it's tough. I, you know, I can see, I can see both angles and it kind of reminds me of, you know, the stories that came out before, um, you know, COVID had happened and he was practically on his way out. There was reports of him going Juventus. I think even um, you know, he like the, he got injured and he was going to sit out and then the whole, you know, COVID happened and the restart happened and he ended up staying. So because of financial reasons, probably from Juve or other uh, other clubs. So it's it's kind of tough to say. I, I personally don't see him sitting out. You know, um, um, I don't I don't take him for the kind to just not want to play. He has always expressed himself as someone who loves to play and I'm happiest when I play. So. I can see him playing. Um, in terms of you know whether or not he will play, that's a different story because coming out of you know three months of an injury uh, into a new team for that fact, like a new new coach, a new system, it's gonna take a lot for him to work his way back into it. So yeah. um, I don't know if it'll be worth it. I can see him playing here and there for for um, you know for his own personal just. But I just don't know if Ragnik will see. Um, you know, see the benefit from it. But I, I think Pogba is a phenomenal player. I think he, mm -hmm. uh, you, you want quality always. You want quality playing for your team and quality always, you know, brings out the best of mm -hmm. I don't think he'll refuse to play. I think if Ragnik tells him he has to play, I don't think he'll refuse to play. I just wonder if he'll do what needs to be done to get into the team because that will require a lot mm -hmm. of effort. Uh, but in the meantime, Mike, I know um, it is uh, past time. If you need to drop off, uh, we, we, we want to have you. So if you want to stay on this, will be fine. But if you need to drop off, we'll, 
you can say yeah i, sh- I, I should get going <laughs> yes well yeah we want to yeah, help you thanks, out Rahit. so cheers thank you so much Farhan, for being good online to see you. yeah take care yes right, guys uh, we'll... have a good uh have a good chat have a good yes, night all good the best for both. the game on thursday um you know enjoy that one fingers crossed yes. well, <laughs> oh you got you It'll got a fine in the household yes, yes yeah. i know well well somebody wins in the household right whatever, whatever result happens so yeah well, all the best yeah. for the fee for that one all right. all right we'll just continue with you yeah, all right thanks care. gentlemen yeah take care of yourselves guys yes. bye-bye um, yeah, I mean, that's a wonderful thing with fun. Let's talk about, because Mike actually brought up a good point about recruitment. And this is something that was interesting as well that he talked about getting the players in. Um, and it, it, it sort of relates to Paul Pogba, but also others. Um, do you see, now the thing about the consultant role is that he wants to have full control over recruitment, right? Of the manager, of the players, he wants to have that. Um, and obviously, you know, uh, Woodward and his pals, uh, they like to have control over recruitment themselves because then they can decide, you know, who's more marketable and, and to sign for those reasons. Do you see them, them giving him full control? Or do you think there will be at some point where it will go, you know what? Yeah, we, I know we said this, but how about this instead of this? I know you want player A, but how about this one? So do you think that will happen? Or do you think they'll be like, you know what? We bought you in, we trust you, and we'll let you manage this. I, I want to believe the second point. And the second point you brought up, like we brought you in and we trust you. But this this club has a history that you know uh, that has created skepticism to me like you look at some of the buys in the last year like you mentioned Donny van de Beek what was he bought for uh you know Sancho was practically sitting on the bench uh it's, it's just it just doesn't Jesse Lingard being kept for a year for no reason yeah absolutely yeah. there's just so much like um too much like inconsistency from this team to make me believe that they're going to give full control. Woodward has always had control. Even now he's supposed to leave, I think next month, but he's not, no, he's going to stay till April or May. He's going to stay till May, I think. Yes. And who knows what that, when the time comes around there. So um, I like to think it's going to be a bit of a rude awakening for both sides. I think Ragnick's going to be a bit surprised to see, um, you know how much, how how differently run this club is. Um, but the, if they're you know a smart club doesn't bring this person in without having his input. And I think what was telling about you know the the news that came out today was that um, it was John Murter who was the one who was speaking yeah. about it. And I think mm-hmm. reports show that he was the one that was very very intrigued with um, bringing Ralph in. He had discussions yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah, Murta was the guy that Mike was talking about when he went to Leipzig and actually met Leipzig with, and, and, with the, and apparently again. So this is the thing: the report says that he's not interested. There's the thing: he's the one who's getting credit for making this deal happen. And I always worry when somebody gets credit in the club because I'm like, who's yeah. putting those reports out? Like, who's who's saying that he's the one who who brought him in? Because you always, you know, with Glazers, it's always spin, right? It's always yeah. um, trying to make sure. Oh, look, this is what we're doing. This is you know who we've hired and who we brought in. Now this is our new guy. Uh, you know, a good guy, you know, it's, it's just, yeah. it, it just, it, it's kept, it, it worries me, you know, when I hear reports about somebody getting praised in the club uh, for things like this, for obvious decisions, um, yeah. it's just, it just feels, it's just, you know, anyway, I don't know. It's just the years of conditioning. I think you get used to it where like you, you, you take everything with a pinch of salt. You, you don't trust anything. Yeah. Um, and anyway, on that note, I mean, we've heard all the managers talk a lot of nice things about him too. Klopp said some nice things, Tuchel said some nice things. And I'm just worried, are they blowing smoke up his ass? <laughs> you know, and I, I just, you know, sometimes it worries me, right? Like, because I mean, apparently Guardiola said that United have a great coach uh, when, when Solskjaer was still here. The United already have a great coach. They don't need another one. It's like, okay. <laughs> you know, so it always yeah. worries me, right? Managers, unions and all that. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that what they're saying is wrong. 
Um, I just feel that sometimes, you know, as a fellow manager, you're going to say good things about someone who's been appointed. You're not going to go and say that he's crap. Uh, you know, we're not in the 90s anymore uh, yeah. <laughs> to say that. So, you know, it's worries me. Politically correct now. Everybody's politically correct. Yeah. So, I agree with you. I think, um, um, I think he, you know, these are praise, especially coming from, um, you know, Tuchel and Klopp. I think that's high. Those are high praise that you have to really, you know, bank on because they know him and they've come up under him and, you know, his philosophy of, of press, uh, you know, is adopted by Klopp. And, and I think uh, after that 4-1 defeat, he says against his, um, uh, his team with uh, Borussia Dortmund said that this is the model that we should be playing. So I don't, I don't deny, like, you know, it's, it's, it could, you, you're always going to be skeptical as a Man United fan, but I really do think it's high praise and it's, it's um, it's genuine uh, in a lot of ways. He he he's his resume speaks for it, it's, itself. Whereas in Ole's case, Ole's case, we didn't really have a resume from him outside of what he's done for United. Uh, and you know, he's he's been a coach in, in Norway for some time. But uh, sorry, is is it Norway? Yeah, Norway. 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 And so uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's true to be honest. It, yeah, I mean, I know, and I believe that. I'm just wondering, you know, sometimes. Uh, people often go a little bit overboard anyway, but we will see what happens. I, like I said, I, I've been following, not following him, but I've been, uh, had like a thought about him for about two, three years now. So it's not something for me, at least it hasn't, it wasn't something new. It's something that I felt was a very logical appointment and one that yeah. I should have been made a couple of years earlier. But then I think that's what we always say about United, you know, should have done a couple of years earlier, should have done a few years earlier, uh, you know, but sometimes we just hope that this time it's uh, better late than ever. I mean, let, let's start, I mean, we're kind of coming to the end of this. Uh, Farhan, what do you think should be the expectations for this season? From him, from the team, what do you think? Um, you know, I think that you know, there's tough. You know, if we if we want to just be, um, you know, specific in terms of like what are the goals in terms of like numbers standpoint, it's it should be a tough four battle for sure. Um, but I think more importantly, more than any of like the statistics and in terms of like where we stand and stuff, I think the objective should be to have a system in place for the next manager to come in and, and thrive in because um, that's what this team lacks. You can see it, it's clear as day that they don't have um, a tactical standpoint, a leg to stand on when it comes to tactics or any, ty- any type of structure. You know, the game before Man City, they said they don't even know what Man United are going to do, um, you know, before we play. So that's just a testament to where we're at. So I think, you know, in, ter- in terms of like what should be prioritized, it should be style of play more than anything. But if we're being realistic, I think, um, you know, the, 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 the championship, the, sorry, the, t- the, the title. Championship. Title, <laughs> I don't even know what I would. I meant like the title, you know, in the beginning of the season, the taco was like competing for a title, uh, you know, but I don't think that's realistic at this point i think i don't think it was realistic at the start of the season too but that's, started, a, different you know, give a, that's give a different point yeah <laughs> yeah um, um, yeah top four top four, yeah, four, four well fourth because the top four you said it's only fourth because the top three is already pretty yeah, much yeah. at this point settled um yeah. who's gonna finish i was just gonna say you know champions league they should really take it a day, a day at a time a game at a time yeah. who knows yeah. they've made it far they've made it to the groups um to the um they made round it past stages, the round of 16 mm-hmm. so yeah uh, it's going to be interesting to see yeah. what happens there. Yeah, that young boys game will be interesting because they've already qualified, they've already finished top, so that game is pretty much meaningless. And so we might see a few 
uh, French players get opportunity that that, that you know. You, what, what are your thoughts about it? What do you think? Uh... I so my expectation. I mean, you know, I was gonna say about this. I you know, I know a lot of people are saying that the top four should be an ambition. I don't think they'll finish top four. To be honest, I don't think the thing is this team is not used to playing this way at all, and it's gonna take them a little bit of time to get used to it. And I just it reminds me of what Klopp did in his first sort of he was also appointed midseason, and what he did in that first period. Uh, was he was losing games, he was winning them, he was losing them. It was like an up and down season. I think they finished eighth or ninth in that year. They didn't even finish that high. And you know the the whole objective I think for this season, I it would be great if they finish in the, in the four, in fourth. I think it would be good and a miracle. But I just feel like because this team isn't used to playing this way, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's a, as I, I feel there'll be a lot of inconsistency in the team. I think there'll be good wins and then there'll be bad wins and losses. It'll be like that. But you know what? Um, I saw when I, I saw those two games against Atlanta. United played and Atlanta, you know, lost one, they drew one, but I love the way they played. And I said, if you not have to lose, they should play that way and lose. Like if they're going to lose, they might as well play the way Atlanta did. I, I thought Atlanta was sensational. I, I would, if they play that way, I don't mind if they lose because they're losing anyway. So, you know, you might as well play well and lose, right? You might as well yeah. win some hearts. Yeah. So I, I'm okay with that. I think the more critical, critical part of it, I think will be um, making sure he decides who's going to stay and who's going to go. Because what I don't want is at the end of the season being Jesse Lingard, hey, we've given you a new contract because you want 20 million pounds. Paul Pogba, 500,000. There you go. Take it. You want to be the highest paid player. Why not? Because you want to protect our value. I do not want that. I mean, he's got to decide. And maybe same with Ronaldo. If Ronaldo is staying, fair enough. If he's leaving, fair enough. I mean, you know, whatever he needs to make a decision. It, it, the, the idea has to be that by the end of the season, we need to know which are the players we're going to move forward with yeah. and which are the players that either are going to be squad players for sure or they're not going to be part of the future. Um, you know, one player we know who's going to stay is Phil Jones. <laughs> just never seems to go. <laughs> Six managers now, he just never seems to go, <laughs> no matter what happens. So, you know, leaving him aside, I think they already have that cheerleader position yeah. locked in. Um, yeah. They need to decide who else is going to stay. I think that would be a bigger success. And obviously, appointing a good manager um, going forward. Um, I, Mike spoke about it. I think it's a little bit early to be talking about that. So I, I don't want to put you on the spot and ask you who do you think is going to be coming in and stuff, because I think that's a little bit too early right now to discuss that. But having those things in place um, is probably going to be a bigger definition for him of success as opposed to, you know, finishing fourth or whatever, because I, I just, I feel that that's going to take a little bit of time. Maybe we'll, surpri- we'll be surprised and maybe they'll go on a run. Apparently after the Arsenal game, they have like eight very winnable games after Arsenal. Yeah, there's, so, there's a there that, you know, that favors Manchester United and yeah. Um Yeah, exactly your point. I think, yeah. I think you know, he comes in you know, you think he would come, someone would come in after the Liverpool um, loss, but to be quite honest, this is almost like a blessing in disguise. You're not facing tough talent. You kind of, I guess, get a chance to implement your, your practices and try them against teams that should should be beating, you know, should mm-hmm. be Liverpool, quote-unquote, to say. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's it's a, it's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a nice ride. It's gonna be a, a wonderful ride that we're all gonna enjoy one way or another. We're gonna enjoy it, or maybe we'll hate it, and we don't know what's gonna happen. Maybe six months later we'll be like, well, why, what what did we all think about employing him? Um, but it's gonna take time. I think that's one thing that's clear is that it's it's gonna take time. It's gonna require a lot of work, and I I just hope and I feel and I just hope that they will let him do what he wants to do with the team. But whatever that is, recruitment. Uh, you know, changing tactics, changing coaching. I mean, the coaches, I mean, I don't know why the coaches are still there, but apparently they're still there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What, yes, what yeah, Carrick, Carrick and McKenna will definitely be there. There's still some uncertainty over Mike Phelan. 
um, whether he's going to stay, um, no idea. But he's going to get bringing in. Uh, he's going to bring in one of his technical an analysts, data analysts. He's going to bring him in. So that was something that he asked for, and they said fine. They needed him anyway, so they were like, okay. I think he'll bring one or two more coaches in too. But otherwise, the rest of all these stuff will be there because you know, uh, they, it, it costs them money to to release them from their contracts. So you know, they're not going to do that. Um, but it's, I, I mean, yeah, but, but all of those things, I think, I think those around the team, if you can change that, and if he's allowed to change that, I think it might be something good. I, I think there, there is something good at the end there, but that it might take years before we see that. So yeah. we may not even see that for a year, two years. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, on that note, Prahan, thank you so much for joining me for the show. It was always a pleasure to have you and to get your insights and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be exciting. We've got Arsenal on Thursday. You know what? Since I'm not going to have you for that one, what, what do you think is going to be the score for the Arsenal game? I'll put you on the spot. What is this? What do you think is going to be the score? Um, you know what? I, I, what do I think the score is going to be? I, yes. Funny enough, I think I'm, I'm, I'm favoring a Manchester United win in that game. I can see wow. we, can't, we can't keep a clean sheet. I'm going to see a goal go in, but I, I see Ronaldo playing that game as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to guess a scoreline 2-1 for United. Maybe United. Sancho plays again, hopefully, fingers crossed, and scores another one. Um, I he think he's in phenomenal form, and I see Ronaldo scoring against Arsenal because he has in the past many times. So. Unless he's injured, I think Sancho will play. I know he got a game off uh, in this game uh, uh, with a knock, yeah. but if he's fit, he will play. I, I, I think Ronaldo... You know what? I, I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it would be, you know what? People talk about Ronaldo, but it'd be a much bigger call if somebody had to drop Rashford. I think Rashford at this point has become sort of uh, a sort of an untouchable person in the team. And, yeah. I, I, th I, th I think he, uh, you know, yeah, on, on, in Chelsea, I didn't think he played that well, to be honest. I thought yeah, he no, me neither. Yeah. wasn't doing that well. He wasn't running. He looked a bit gassed. I don't know if it's fitness, as we discussed earlier, but I do let, you know, Carrick has dropped players in the last two games. It's going to be interesting to see if he, if he keeps that state. I think he is on the touchline that game, if I'm correct. Uh, at the moment, yes, because there's still work permit issues. So we don't know if, uh, I mean, they're still trying to sort that out. Uh, and they don't know if he's going to be able to coach the team before us, no? Uh, there's hope that he will. But uh, I, I think it's possible that he may not be on the sidelines against Arsenal. That's a possibility. But maybe he can do some coaching before. I don't know. Um, but I mean, it will be a different game because they parked the bus against Chelsea. They can't park the bus against Arsenal because they're not going to win or even get. Yeah, they're, they're going. That's that's a recipe for disaster. If you try to park the bus against Arsenal, not yeah. because Arsenal are good at attacking, but because they don't attack. So if you're going to park the bus, you're basically saying that you're going to get a draw. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I mean, they only score a goal or two. That's that's the way Arsenal play. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just the way they play. So yeah. if you're gonna, yeah, it, it will it will not work if you try to park the bus and then concede a goal because you know that's just you're gonna be in trouble. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it'll be interesting. Seven players behind the ball or whatever they did against Chelsea, that was just uh, something, wasn't it? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it might be a draw. I just feel like it would be a draw only because I think. I mean, it's interesting. Arteta has never conceded a goal against uh, United. United never scored a goal against Arteta so far in his tenure. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see that changing, unfortunately. And I mean, maybe, maybe United can keep a clean sheet. They did against Villarreal, uh, so they might be able to get away with it. To be fair, Chelsea would have not. I mean, without the penalty, Chelsea would not have scored a goal either, right? Technically speaking. So I mean, you know, uh, that's so, so to say as well. So maybe they might keep a clean sheet, but it's hard to see United winning. And I just feel that with the bounce, it might be difficult for Arsenal to win. And maybe Arteta will be like, you know what? I'll take a point from this. We're playing away from home. We'll take a point from this. We'll try to get out of here and keep our fourth place hopes intact. But anyway, that will be interesting a game to watch. We have midweek games. 
this week. So, you know, the, those start tomorrow. And then, of course, there's the big one in every against Arsenal. Well, a big one in history these days is not so big, but uh, still, still an important clash in some ways for United fans. Uh, but uh, thank you so much, Ryan, for joining me. Uh, as I said before, always nice to have you. Always nice to have your insights. And uh, we, we get into the Ralph Rangnick era. By the way, for those who don't know, it's not Ralph Rangnick. I have it on good authority from some German people. That's actually Rangnick. That's how you pronounce it, Rangnick. So not Rangnick, um, as, as some English commentators uh, mispronounce it. It is actually Rangnick. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's all sorts of pronunciations out there. Maybe that's the Anglo Anglophile pronunciation is Rangnick, but the German pronunciation is Rangnick. So uh, that, that's what it is. But anyway. Era. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I've heard people say there's Van Nick and Swarta is Van Nick as well, but it's actually Van Nick. So, um, yeah. Anyway, thanks so much, Fran, for joining me. Have a good rest of your night. And thank you so much, everyone, who watched the show. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the channel if you're new. Uh, and do share your comments. What do you think about uh, Ralph Rangnick joining the team? And do you think that will that, that this is a new era, a, different, a change in direction for the club? I, I think there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of trepidation. But I think I, I, I'm hoping, I'm praying that we're now finally moving in the direction of being a football club again, as opposed to being a brand and a corporate uh, shilling machine, which we have been for like the last eight years or whatever. That's the hope. That is the hope. That is the expectation. But we will see, we'll know more. Uh, and obviously we'll, we'll follow up and we'll keep an eye on this as we go forward. So thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye.